Welcome to the Glow Europe podcast, a European Christian podcast to inspire you and give you insights about mission, apologetics and church life. And now, here's your host. Hello, thank you for joining me for the Glow Europe podcast. I'm your host, Jess Brandt, and in this short episode, I will be joined by Catherine Moreau and we will speak about autism. Maybe one of your children or neighbor or church member is suffering from an autistic disorder. If so, I hope this episode will inspire you as we will talk about the way we can, as a church, be an help and welcome families with special needs. If you don't want to miss any of our episodes, please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And now let's jump into my conversation with Catherine. Hello, Catherine. Hello. You are British, you are married with a, a French missionary, and uh, you two have been working as a blow workers in France for many years. You have three children, and you are involved in the Church of Laval in the north of France. Right. Your second child, Zach, who is now 17, is autistic, and this situation has led you to start working with local associations for families. And now, Catherine, a recent research tells us that the autism spectrum disorder affects around 1% of the European population. And over the last 30 years, the number of people with autism has increased rapidly in all countries. So uh, I have two questions for you today. The first one is what kind of challenge do these families face in churches today? And the second one is, do you feel that church in general and the way they function are ready to welcome this increasing number of families with special needs? Mm -hmm. Well, I think it'd be good to take a step back from your question uh, when you say about um, the type of challenges that families like this meet. Um, I, my first kind of gut reaction would be to say that Uh, the first challenge is that they're, they're not in church, you know, a lot of them aren't in church. There, um, a lot of families uh, with autistic children uh, find themselves gradually uh, withdrawing from all sorts of activities, um, uh, even as far as, you know, find, think, just finding it too complicated to go to family reunions, for example. Mm. Um, and It's kind of logical because, um, I don't know if you're familiar with autism, but there's um, one of the definitions in autism is um, about a triad, a, a triangle, and two of the points on that triangle are difficulties in communication and uh, difficulties with social interaction. And really, when we think about church life, that's what church is about, exactly. isn't it? It's yes. about... Um, well, God communicating with us and vice versa and us communicating with each other and within that there's this whole idea of social interaction. So you can imagine that um, these factors that might motivate other people or parents might be able to use these points to motivate their children to go to church um, have no appeal to most, I'm exaggerating because obviously there's different types of autistic people, but um, these, these uh, two major points uh, kind of interfere largely with why you would want to go to a church. Theologically, um, I just want to say, obviously, uh, families with, or with an autistic child 
who have come into a relationship with God are in the church, you know, they're in the church with a big C, they're in the body of Christ. What we're really saying is um, how do families like that then fit into uh, what, what we, you know, what we're really talking about are church services and activities. Yeah, activities. Um, I think the challenges are, yeah, often just based on the child's needs because they don't correspond with uh, what church activities are all about. So that's a, perhaps one answer that would um, would help us think about, about things. The other, perhaps is linked with that, would be that the parents gradually lose confidence in going to things that are public because they uh, that involve being in the public or behave with behavioural issues um, and so and often churches because they haven't met this problem before they haven't actually got a strategy or, or some kind of um, uh, yeah plan in place and so there's a mass panic because <laughs> they don't really know what to do or they haven't got a spare room where the child could go they're all things that can be worked out in most cases but um, I, I would say that's maybe um, some of the challenges yeah mm. and your second question was uh, yeah was the church ready did you feel that the church is ready to welcome them um, in a um, there's two ways of being ready. There's ready in your heart and I th and in your your will to do things. And I think that a lot of churches, in actual fact, they yeah they are welcoming. Um, yeah, they, in their the heart, they would time. like to help. And really, and I'm talking to parents, and I'm a parent, so uh, you know, if you're listening and you 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 have an autistic child, you know, we it's for parents as well to prepare. I, I, you know, it's hard maybe, but you need to prepare the church. And I would say, um, I would advise parents to not even go with their child to a church before going and having a scout around. It might be you might realise the first Sunday that you're there that the building is totally unsuitable and it's got some sensory detail that would just freak your child out. You know. I think, you know, we need to think practically about things. Uh, so the parents need to maybe help the church to... If, if they feel that the church has got a heart to welcome them, um, well, yeah, major in on that and help the church with the practical side, which could be, uh, you know, maybe... Uh, doing the, the lights can affect the... It could be all sorts of things. The light, the, the noise. Music. Um, but normally parents are the best experts. They will, they'll know all these things. Um, but and each child is very different. That's right. Each child is different, and maybe uh, you would Reacting. need to yes yeah, go and in in our church, for example, we have four children with um, well three that are t really specifically autistic. So we have little. We've done a kind of profile on them, uh, and we write down their diagnostic there we have the things that they would react strongly to things that put them that make them react uh, things that they like and we've given it not only to the um, people that look after the children we've also given it to all the people that chair the meetings or are involved in something because uh, they can be also disarmed sometimes if there's a child uh, you know I think the more people that know, the better. 
so it's it's about yeah um, getting across the, the most information possible about about your your child and his his or her particular um, needs needs yeah it's a it's a teamwork thing really and I suppose the the sad but realistic thing would to say would be that if you see that the ch- if the church isn't ready in its heart to welcome you uh, I think with the amount of battles you have if if it's possible just to go to another church mm. possibly that's the <laughs> the best logical thing to do it's a special blessing as well for the church to having a uh, a child who is a little bit different who can bring maybe something that other child can bring yeah i think that it brings people um people express all sorts of kindness towards um children who have different needs and i've watched over the years um the way different church members um react with the other autistic children as well not just my boy and um, it's so kind that people will, for example, during the first part of the service, they will uh, just naturally, it's not on a, written on a rotor somewhere, they will just naturally kind of keep an eye out or if they're, they're running around, they'll, they'll make space for them. Yes, I, I think there can be, there's just, um, it's more the attitude of the church. Afterwards, I'm strongly for organisation and aims and and yeah things I like things written down I think it's so much easier for the family and another reason why I like things to be kind of organized and 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 it and to have aims for maybe over a year maybe or a year might be too long maybe for six months is that it gives the parents um well, you can you uh, you can um, measure your successes as well because if at the beginning of the year your aim is that the child just stays in five minutes uh, when you've done it it's great you and and maybe you could even represent that with the child and they can have a smiley or something so it's good to I think to kind of write things down have aims and 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 celebrate yeah celebrate Celebrate more chocolate (laughs) (laughs) and a a very personal question but important question I think is um is Zach enjoying going to church? He's a teenager, he's 17. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, well, there's different things. What Zach enjoys um, is that he's going to church because on Sundays we go to church, you know, and so that's important for him that it's Sunday and, and, and it's complicated if we don't go to church because we always go to church. There's, there's that aspect of it which is just appealing to his need to be reassured. But I'm sure if it was a totally horrible experience, he he wouldn't be attracted to it. But yeah, there's the the fact that although we're looking for spontaneity in our churches, it is quite nice if they're a little bit liturgical because the you know he likes to know where we're going. Um, yeah, I think uh, he finds um, the informal moments quite complicated. He doesn't. There's lots of noise. Um, things like that but the actual formal moments yeah I I think he does and um, it's been incredible um, because um, in his education we're all or or with any autistic child you're always pushing them to make links between their different worlds 
Um, he is actually often asked at, when he's in the centre, his centre, his um, care centre in the week, what he's been doing at the weekend. Uh, so he, all his uh, special needs teachers know about his church experience because they're pushing him to say, you know, to make that link because they tend to kind of compartmentalise their life. Um, so yeah, he, I think he talks about it in a positive way, yeah. Okay, thank you very much for sharing thank this, you. Uh, this experience with us. It was thank very, you. very interesting. If there is anything you didn't catch, if you have any comment or question, please contact us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or you can even send us an email. I hope you find a lot of value in today's episode and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast if you don't want to miss the next episode. You've been listening to the Glow Europe podcast a European Christian podcast to inspire you and give you insights about mission, apologetics and church life. Please visit our website www.glow-europe.org. Thanks for listening. Music